Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Lacey, here with Mella, Josh, and Rashawn. Before we get started, please take a moment and, you know what, pull over on the side of the road. Yeah. Like, subscribe, rate, review us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Which hey. you can do now, which is very exciting. Josh, get to it. Chill. What do you mean? I'm not the only one. Well, you're the only one here, I think, who listens on Spotify. We all listen. No, to no, I do too. I Let's do. go. Okay. Of course you too. Of, of yeah. course it's you too. I'm going to rate as, as, an, as my alias. <laughs> <laughs> which is? I'm not going to tell you. Like, subscribe, follow, rate, review. It helps us so much. I personally feel like our little community is really growing. Um, We've been hearing from you guys more often in email form and on our social medias at Cinephile Attack on Twitter and Instagram. And it's just been really nice to connect with the people who are listening. We have such a good time, despite what it sounds like. (laughs) We have such a good time recording this podcast and knowing that there are people out there who are having fun with us is just like the sweetest reward. So thank you so much. How are we all doing today? What have we been watching? What have we been doing? We're good. Uh, a while ago, finally started watching Only Murders in the Building. Oh my God. Mm. It's so funny. He's so funny. Martin Short is so funny. I love about it. Selena? It's, I'll say this. She is going up against two of the most prolific comedic actors of our generation and the generation before us. And she is holding her own. And I mean that in the best way possible. She hasn't had, in the episodes we've seen so far, she hasn't had a lot to do comparatively. But I'm totally into it. It's really fun. I want to check it out. And Rashawn, please don't be mad. Um, (laughs) It's a really fun, light show that we can turn on at the end of the day. And things have been a little stressful. The past couple of weeks. So it's been nice to have. Oh, baby, I left that in 2021. Y'all. Oh, okay. Moving forward then. Uh, it's been really nice to have like a light, fun comedy to turn on at the end of the day. What about y'all? You, you know, I, I love watching old shit when I have a list of new shit to watch. It's just, it, it's in my blood. <laughs> so I watched two movies that I possibly thought about bringing onto the pod. Oh. And after watching both of them, I said, uh, feck no. <laughs> that won't ever get through. I watched Coyote Ugly <gasps> and 500 Days of Summer. It yeah. three, actually. Which one? Yeah, one of your faves. Your faves. And Garden State? Yes. <gasps> yes. Bella, bring them on. Lacey loves Garden State. I love Garden State. Bring it so- on. <laughs> Should I bring it on? I don't know. Y'all tell me. Listeners, if you want to hear us talk about Garnet State, you let me know. I will bring it on. So, Coyote Ugly, I would not bring it on because it's not like a 
you know, a good movie. It's just a movie that I like. Mm-hmm. But baby, it has it has me in a chokehold. <laughs> <laughs> it's peak 2000s fashion all up and through. It is. The dialogue, John Goodman's in it. What the fuck? It's like a present. That was, <laughs> this was the first movie I watched that I was like, oh my God, girls are hot. It's like fully like, oh shit, I like girls too. Yeah, dude. I first watched it when I was in Girl Scouts and we all like would play the scene where they're like dancing on the bar and we learned the routine at a sleepover. A time in my life where I was a Girl Scout, you were in the Girl Scouts actively when you watched it. Yes. (laughs) Baby. <laughs> yeah, like Mine's- we were after a meeting. You know what would be fun? Let's turn on Coyote Ugly and learn a That's dance. That's like a bunch of Boy Scouts watching Magic Mike. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was our thing. It was like at the time it was Coyote Coyote Ugly and um Monica and Brandy's The Boy Is Mine had just Ooh. hit. And we were learning all of it. It was it was a moment. And then 500 Days of Summer, I know that movie way more than I thought I did and I don't love it I actually think Zoe Deschanel in that is like super obnoxious <laughs> are so you much supposed so... to get the opposite message out of that yeah. movie yeah 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 like she's <laughs> supposed to be the magical girl that changes his life but I'm like damn she's annoying in this huh I don't want to go to Ikea anymore like let's just stay home <laughs> I think it's um, such a good movie. I think it's a really good exploration of like relationship expectations and communication. I think it's great. Yeah. Now at 31 years old and have dated, I'm like, ah, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see if Garden State comes through the pot. We'll see. Rashan, what about you? How do I feel about Garden State? No, what have you been watching? <laughs> I don't need to know that because um, Mel is gonna bring it and we're gonna we're gonna defend it. Oh, I watched this movie. Um, it's called The Death and Life of John F. Donovan. Um, this is a Xavier Xavier Dolan film that came out in like 2018. Mm-hmm. It's Kit Harrington, Natalie Portman, Kathy Bates, Jacob Tremblay is also in it. It's about a young boy who has a correspondence with an actor. Two separate timelines, and it jumps back and forth. Tandy Newton is also in it. This movie is a kind of like universally a bomb, I think. But <laughs> it is probably one of my favorite things I've ever watched. Oh, my gosh. And I contemplated maybe putting it on the spreadsheet but I love it too much. Mm. <laughs> I've only seen it once. I, I do want to rewatch it again. It is on Hulu. Um, there's a really interesting history with it. Jessica Chastain has a whole character in the film that was cut before mm. it premiered. If you've never seen any of Xavier's films, um, I, I Killed My Mother, Mommy. He's, he's a really interesting filmmaker. Um, and this movie just really worked on me I, I can't say a lot about it because i think watching it and and it unfolding is a really good experience but it also has like a 13 percent on rot tomatoes so. <laughs> i was gonna say is this another malignant it's not it's not a horror film it's not a horror well, film. i know but you know what i mean mm-hmm. i know i do i do i do but i'm and this is not me recommending it this is just saying like i watched it and it's like quickly shot up to one of my favorite films 
That's crazy. Wow. Crazy. I, I thought I was just going to watch a train wreck and I ended up coming out loving it. It is not for, clearly not for everybody. <laughs> and I didn't think it was going to be for me, but I was a huge fan. Huge fan. Great. Catch it while it's on Hulu. And don't How's, blame me if you don't like it. How is uh, Kit <laughs> Harrington in it? Because I know he's very, very good. Oh, oh shit. Too. Good for him. I, there's no one in the movie that I had. Susan Sarandon plays his mom. Damn. The cast is crazy. The fact that they cut Jessica Chastain out and I still loved it. <laughs> says a lot. I mean, says a lot. Yeah. I don't recommend it, but I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> me with Wild Wild West. <laughs> put it on the seat all right you guys it's the month of love so uh, oh my goodness oh okay what are we fighting about today lacy rajan my knight in shining armor today i'm righting wrongs today we're talking about because there better not be no fighting on this episode. I'm going to just say this. I have never, and looking forward on the spreadsheet, I will never be on your side more than I am on your side today. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, because we are talking about my best friend's wedding. Ow! Michael and Julianne have been best friends for years. The one constant thing in my life is that he'll always be there. But they were never more than that. Call me, four in the morning, whatever, we gotta talk. Until he popped the question. I called because I met someone. To someone else. Well. We're getting married. He was in love with me every day for nine years. Me! (laughs) I can see why. Look, she has known him for what, like five seconds? I can't lose him, George. I'm a busy girl. I've got four days to break up a wedding and steal the bride's fellow. I've never had a sister. All I've heard is, is Julianne this and Julianne that. Michael and I were a wrong fit right from the start. I'm so excited. Well, I'm, I'm excited because Rashawn and I, if you've been listening from the beginning, it is a very rare occurrence that Rashawn and I are on the same page about anything. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be a good day for me in that sense. I have no idea where you two sit. <laughs> Not a clue. Who do you think has the most team-ups? Probably me and Lacey. Yeah, for I, sure. I think you well, and me and Mela and Rashawn are like usually pretty darn tight on opinions. Mm-hmm. And you and Mela, you guys connect. Mela's just easily swayed and I don't give up. Yeah. So. I was going to say me and Josh have like very similar nitpicks sometimes. That's what it is. When we dislike something, we dislike it together. Yeah. And it's usually about the most like not important thing Innocuous. like the bread like, like the, the bread, fucking bread. <laughs> but that means that i'm not the only one we're not the only one other people are are looking out for yeah just a numbers game someone else has got to be thinking it too. exactly my best friend's wedding is a 1997 rom-com written by ronald bass directed by pj hogan uh, starring the incomparable Julia Roberts, Dermot Mulroney, Cameron Diaz, and Rupert Everett. My Best Friend's Wedding is about childhood friends Julianne, a.k.a. Jules, and Michael, who made a promise that if they were still single at the age of 28, they would marry each other. Just before her 28th birthday, reluctant to love Jules gets a call from Michael 
that he is engaged and getting married in four short days to a gorgeous 20-year-old named Kimmy. Realizing that she loves him and has been in love with him all these years, Jules sets out to put a stop to the wedding at all costs. (laughs) Y'all, Julia Roberts, Julia Roberts, Julia motherfucking Roberts. I love this woman. I I don't think that I have seen a Julia Roberts movie that I didn't like. In this movie, she has some of her finest, subtle acting moments. And they're in the moments that she doesn't speak. She does those quiet moments so, so well. And those intimate moments so, so well. I fucking love this movie. Everything from the opening with that super cheesy, sing-songy dance of wishing and hoping and thinking and praying. I I just love it. I love everything about it. I think if you put what a rom-com is on a sheet of paper, this ticks all the boxes. And I know a lot of people dislike it because it doesn't have the traditional rom-com they get together at the end. But that's like one of the reasons why I love this movie so much because I think it has a really true to reality finish. Dermot Mulroney is just swoon worthy from the moment he steps on screen. Cameron Diaz is a treasure. She's so precious. It's impossible to root against any of them like you want everyone to be happy and it's it's a it's a three-way love triangle so obviously that can't happen but I just I love it I love everything about it um Rashawn I know that you also love this movie so you go first because I just want to feel good before I feel really bad <laughs> Lacey I've said some shit girl you I've sure have but I have too yeah yeah and I don't take any of that back <clears throat> oh <laughs> Me either, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> because this movie is perfect. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> and I think this is a perfect movie from start to finish. It's going to be an interesting episode because I will hear no faults about <laughs> it. Oh, goodness. I actually think this is an anti-rom-com. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a really great subversion of all of... It's a really great subversion of everything that comes with a romantic comedy. I think this is Julia Roberts at the height of her power. Mm-hmm. I think this is her best performance, mm. bar none. Mm. Ever? Um, ever. Period. Mm. Okay. Shoot. And because it, it does a really great thing where it puts the perspective in the hands of the antagonist, mm-hmm. honestly, where a, a traditional rom-com would be focused on either Michael or Kimmy. My Best Friend's Wedding gives us julianne as a protagonist and you're not supposed to root for her and it does the genius trick of casting her as julia roberts Mm -hmm. so at every turn you're like i hate this woman but wait she's smiling at me it's julia roberts she's got that twinkle Um, in her eye and i can't look away i i know this movie more surprisingly more than any other movie i know this movie start to finish quote full quotes um (laughs) I, I think the script is great. The score by James Newton Howard is is just exquisite. And it has one of the best endings of all time. So I, I don't know what else to say other than 
Lacey, let's let's go. Let's go, Rashawn. I'm so excited. Um, and knowing that I have you and you feel that strongly about it, I'm feeling way better about the other two opinions because I sit know. Back. Sit back and relax. I sit know one of them, but I don't know how Carmela feels. <laughs> so, my dear Mela. Yes. Hit me. Hit us. We're right. a force um, today. I um, have seen this movie a lot because I live with Rashawn. <laughs> so, I've seen it a lot. And I like this movie. I think I have like a fondness to it because Rashawn likes it so much. Or I like seeing him watch it. So it just like makes it all the more fun. Um, I'm tr- I'm trying to think like trying to remove him from it. And it's really hard. I would just be like, this is a good rom-com. And that's oh. how I would feel about it. <laughs> but with that being said, I think it is an all-star cast. Minus one person. <gasps> Who? Yeah. Who? No, don't. No. Just hold ah! <laughs> Um. The bullshit's started already. I know. It's a hot take. It's a very hot take. I swear to God, I if you say Julia Roberts, who... I'm hanging. I'm going to kick no, you out oh of the car. It would, never, it would never be her. Okay. I do think Josh is probably on my same, wa- same wavelength. I think so, too. Oh, my God. I, uh... I will say this. I think I miss these type of rom-coms so fucking much mm-hmm. uh even the beginning with the like the cheesy unnecessary little musical number it's like so perfect and it just seems like so time capsule to me that it's like we can't explain it to a viewer now you mm-hmm. know it's just like, like why why are, why is this here like i don't know that is literally <laughs> what josh said as the movie started he was like are they doing the whole fucking song what is this yeah. and i was like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They are. <laughs> exactly. And I said, yeah, why? Yeah, they fucking are. I said, why? And Lacey said, because. Listen to the song. And I said, I am. I have to. That's all they're doing. Yeah. It just, like, really makes no sense. But it doesn't matter. It just, like, sets you up. Not even really for, like, what type of movie it is. I can't even give it that much. It's just, like, oh, we're just going to have these characters that aren't in the movie sing a song and... Welcome to the show. Like that's just <laughs> that's it. And I fucking kind of miss it. Like let's just throw that in in these newer Rashawn, next movie you make. Come on. Put it in. First Lacey things first, at the top. A music video. <laughs> and then you can do your movie. Yeah, my first my just like overall is like I like this movie and Julia Roberts is unstoppable. Mm. I'm feeling way better. I am very rarely in the position that I have the majority. <laughs> on the movies that I bring in to this podcast. And I this is the first movie I've brought where I know Josh is not speak, on my let me team. speak let me speak let me speak. Uh-oh. Okay, Josh, go ahead. Um You're right, I'm not on board. I know. I just wanted to <laughs> You know. I watched it with you. I know. So I don't know what to address first. Let's go to the song since we're still talking about it. Playing that song at the beginning and then you going, listen to the lyrics is Wait, like... just give us your... Th- before you you just dive right in, give us your thoughts and then yeah. let's have a discussion. One, I feel like there's a lot of editorializing going on before next week's episode and that doesn't seem fair. Two, I agree with Rashawn that this is Julie Roberts' best performance, at least that I've ever seen. I, I think she's flawless in this movie and I can't debate that. Yay! Now. Three, 
I do like the ending as well. Oh. I love a good subversion, always. Especially in a genre that I don't like. So if it's different, <laughs> even better. Uh, four. I understand how this is a good movie. I would never say that this was categorically just a bad movie. But I don't know if I've ever been more irritated watching something for the pod. Ever? I think so. And I think part of that is because of how good this movie is slash can be. It was so, so irritating. Irritating. You're irritating. I know I am. (laughs) It takes one to know one. It's what I'm best at. I'm a little brother. What do you expect? (laughs) Yeah, that's true, huh? I'm a little brother too. That ain't it. You irritating as hell. <laughs> because of what this movie can be and sometimes is, some of the writing, some of the character choices, some of the scenes are so fucking irritating that I can't get past it. Like what? Jo- okay. Like what? Let's go. Let's jump into the song. Let's go into the song. The beginning, right? Yeah. The, beginning. the opening. Yeah, okay. Sorry, there's a lot of songs. There are. There are. So the beginning, the wishing and hoping and praying and smoking. That <laughs> Oh my god. You told me to listen to the lyrics and I said I am. Everyone who's ever heard the song knows the lyrics right away. Not a fan of the song, but I won't. That's one thing. Real 50s nuclear family housewife vibes with the song. Anyway, um putting that song there at the beginning with those lyrics and having it be like, "Hey, you hear this song?" is like if they had War, what is it good for at the beginning of Saving Private Ryan? No, Josh. No, yes. no, no, no. It's the Josh. most on the nose. Like when you were like, listen to the lyrics, I was like, I fucking get it. Like, <laughs> I, I'm listening to the lyrics and I understand what they're saying. Saving it's so, Private Ryan is not, is not a subversion of anything. It's just a straightforward war movie. Th- but that's what I'm that That song at the beginning and of that is that not And they put that cheesy sub- ass wrap around with him at the grave so (laughs) oh wrap around (laughs) (laughs) but that's not a subversion that's just a cheesy song at the beginning telling you what you already know about this movie no i think well a number one i think it's just something that is not done a lot anymore which is just an extended credit sequence Mm -hmm. which happens a lot everything pre-2000s you know this is a movie that takes its time. So it everyone gets a title card. It's a really cute number. And you think that you're going to get this. Like the posters, Julia with the cake. You think you're going to get the girl wants the guy. <laughs> gets him in the end. That's a rom-com. And the movie after that sequence just kind of subverts your expectations. So I think that's what the number represents. If you're, If you're annoyed by it, understandable. Because it is long. Do you know why they don't do those anymore? Why? Is because they were done perfectly and you can't ever match them again. And so there's no point. What are you saying? What are you what? Austin Powers did the opening. Oh my god, Josh. Perfectly, oh my god. And there's no point in ever trying to match it ever again. Baby Driver did it. Mm. Mm. I don't know her. You fucking love Baby Driver. <laughs> great. Great. <laughs> I like the opening sequence because I feel, Josh, you say this all the time about movies and it knows what it is and it knows what it's doing and it's setting you up for 
the subversion of the regular rom-com that is to come. Okay. Agreed on that end. However, as a first-time viewer, we don't know about that subversion, so it doesn't seem like... It doesn't seem in line until pretty much the end of the... It doesn't seem in line with the movie and how it subverts until the rewatch. So the beginning... Well, you're, it, it's also your as you said yourself, not a fan of this genre. So right. it's kind of just par for the course of the movie that you're watching. Well, I was going to say, I don't think it, I think I said this before. It's like, I don't think it sets you up for the movie at all, but that doesn't mean I don't like it. Like, <laughs> I think the only part that I guess it could kind of mirror is when George shows up and he's telling the story of how him and Jules met. And then there's like a musical number in the middle which is like, mm, kind of, you know, it kind of gives you a little bit of that at the beginning. But other than that, I don't think this movie is the beginning. I think it's just like a classic, like, we're going to just show you some fun. And mm-hmm. then that's yeah. it. We're going like, to set the tone. I'm, I'm going to step back from this because it is not my least favorite moment at all. But it, it didn't. It started off with a bad taste in my mouth. Oof. And we were already talking about it, so I wanted to touch on it. It was not the worst part of the movie for me. Mela, I can't let go of what you said, so I just need you to say it. Yeah, just who is it? Who do you think? Do you want to guess? No, because they're Cameron all Diaz. great. Dermot. What? No, I think Cameron Diaz is like, Mwah. like Dermot. fucking, it's, it's Dermot. Dermot. It's Dermot. Dermot, dude. He, he, Are you kidding me? He's handsome in the same way that a, a, a cardboard castle looks cool. This is like the most incorrect take you've no. ever had. Em- empty, show. baby. Empty. <laughs> no. Not, not, no. Looks cool no. on the outside. Baby, that's empty. No. Sorry, Josh. You he is hot. I don't know. He's what hot. Yeah. He I think he's handsome. But a good, a well dressed cardboard castle looks great from the outside too. You know what I mean? No. No, the no. way that he Just... looks at Julia Roberts. I feel like a lot of this movie happens in the quiet moments, especially the relationships happen in the quiet moments and the way that he watches Kimmy in the karaoke bar and you see so much character development in that you can see that he's like embarrassed at first and then shocked and then he's like oh my god she's doing this for me you watch him like re-fall in love with her in that moment the moments that he's just looking at Julia Roberts are so full of that like history and that that romance and uh, you're so wrong both of I you think, are so wrong i think so wrong. it's you put anybody in a chair looking at cameron diaz and julia roberts they're gonna give you those eyes you can put me or josh up in that and we are gonna <laughs> look at them like that i think he's so boring no he you could so not suck that ring off her finger the way he does baby that's my least favorite scene <laughs> Shit. I mean, he's hot. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna Idiot. sit so, on this podcast and say that I don't want my fucking terrible. ring sucked off by him. Why did he do that? It was because it's fucking, because it's he hot. needed to be in my dreams. Is fucking hot. Oh my god! Okay. It's from a from a writing story perspective, why did that happen? Character perspective, why did that happen? They're that close that mm-hmm. he can do something like that without it being weird. It's weird. If I did that to you, weird. It wouldn't be, though, because it's you. You eat things off the floor, off the but ground. I would, but I would do it as a joke. 
But it's also your husband. Like, that's fine. If Josh did that to me, that'd be weird. <laughs> I hated that. It was my least favorite part of the movie. I hated it. It is Follow- so... It's so... This movie is not... It talks about sex a lot, but this movie is not overly sexual. Mm-mm. And it's also PG-13. And that is such a tender, close moment between them that's also sensual and also kind of signifies that they've always teetered on that line of too far or not far enough. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, he's just ended his impending marriage. He loves Julia. He loves Julianne. He's always loved her. And there are moments where he might have chosen her, but he's like, not yet. And also, it's just a practical practical way. He's going to have to get it wet to get it off of her finger. <laughs> You don't have to. You can actually just. That's it. You can get it warm. Metal expands, so you can just oh get it warm. God. What? Okay, the, Bill Nye. The bigger question. The bigger question. And this this might be me watching this so many times. So I'm gonna ask. This is for Rashawn, and this is for Lacey because you love this. Why don't they end up together? I don't understand it. I can't like comprehend this ever. And maybe it's just me being a girl. Maybe it's just me being like a rom-com queen but i just like cannot grapple with the fact that they are not together i think they deserve to be together what does kimmy cute as a button but what does she have that julia fucking roberts doesn't have you want to go first you want me to go first i can go no no i gotta hear for them too first and then josh you go lace one julianne is not perfect like roshan said it so perfectly in the beginning she's the antagonist in this storyline she's trying to break up the marriage and she does some really awful horrible terrible things mm-hmm. and throughout the movie we also hear from her that michael is not a good guy either he's quick to anger he make make he like blows things up in his mind he's selfish you know we see all of this play out To have two people like that in a relationship together, that's why it didn't work. That's why it wouldn't work between the two of them. They're too similar in their their wrong doings. And Kimmy is this pure, kind, selfless, but also strong and strong-willed. Like, she's such a well-written character Mm -hmm. that she draws Michael to be better. And there's there's nothing to say, you know, in a coupling that y- you can't share the same traits or the same interests as your significant other. Josh and I love so many of the same things. And and there's nothing to say that you should try and change your partner because that's not true either. You need to love them for who they are. And I think we see that so clearly between Kimmy and Michael that they just love who that person is and they want to grow and change together. Michael can see that he, that she, Michael can see that Kimmy makes him a better person, makes him Mm. the person he wants to be. And I think Kimmy feels that way too. He's grounded. He's, he's spontaneous. He's exciting. They balance each other out and they want to grow together. That's a better pairing than two people who are just, who just have a history. For me, it's a little simple. 
That was gorgeous, teammate. I love it. <laughs> it was too too long. I'm sorry. Cut it. Cut it up. No, oh. I love it. No, but for me, it's a little simpler. I think that Jules and Michael are perfect for each other, and I think as far as the movie is concerned, there is a possibility that he would have chosen her, and there is one moment and one moment only where the movie would have changed. And he, after he finds out that George is not with her. He admits that he's jealous and he takes her alone and pulls her to the side and he gives her the opportunity to finally say it like they've been friends forever. And he's like, if this is going to be it, this is going to be the moment I will end my marriage. I just need to hear you say it. You have to show me. You have to do it. You have to show me. And he gives her this moment away from the wedding, away from Kimmy and George and everything. And he's like. Kimmy says, when you love someone, you just say it. And that's his only, I feel like that's his only qualification. He's like, I will take all the imperfections. Just tell me that you love me. And she can't do it. And that is the moment that he's like, it's not us. Mm -hmm. And then he chooses Kimmy. Mm -hmm. And she missed her chance. Mm -mm. And I think that's why the movie ends the way that it does is because her one fault is that she cannot just put the bullshit aside, put the games and the scheming aside and just tell him that she loves him until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Irritating, dude. Yeah, but like it's that's irritating, also but it makes such point. a fascinating, flawed character. Like it's such a great man character. It's irritating on purpose and not on purpose. It's irritating in a way that you should be frustrated with Jules. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But it's also irritating because that keeps happening. There's a there's a few moments where they're like about to say it and they look into each other's eyes and then she just doesn't. And it's like, how many strikes do you need? She can't. Eight years of it, I guess. But like, wait, that's established from the beginning that like she, they had this hot and heavy month together. And then she, she says it herself. She's like, you know how I get, I get claustrophobic. I get, I, I don't want to settle down. So that's established from the jump. It's, she's afraid of it. She's afraid of love. She's afraid of commitment. The yucky love stuff, dude. I think Mike and Jules deserve to be together because they're both terrible people and they should ride off into the sunset living their miserable they're lives together. They're not terrible oh people, my Josh. God. Mike, everything you said Mike was doing in his relationship with Kimmy is a lie. He's not becoming a better person. He's not becoming more selfless. He's forcing her to drop out of school, leave all of her dreams, leave all of her family and he's he's not giving in any direction towards her. He's it's he's only taking in that relationship. He's abusing Kimmy's kindness, and she deserves no. better. I hope she dumps no, his no, ass. No, no, oh, no. am I wrong? Oh what is yes, you're what wrong. Is, what is he giving in that relationship? Probably dick. Oh, he probably eats the nani. Oh my um, god. <laughs> I think. I think. I think, I think they're both imperfect because she's also saying. Okay, you love me. Give up all of your dreams. Give up everything you've established and just come work for my family and be absorbed into her massive. She's a rich brat, honestly. But he's not doing any of that. He thinks about it, but he doesn't do it. Well, because would you just completely quit your job and be like, okay, my fiance she is apparently come work for dream. her father? She's not, though, because she tells him, she says, I don't want to drop out of school. I want to have a career. I want to be an independent person. I want to have my own life. She says that towards the end. So that leads us to believe that they're going to work something out so that she also can get what she wants. 
she says that, but then when she's like groveling at the end to- towards Jules, she's like, I don't care. I, I don't care. I-, I understand he makes like she goes back on it. She says she'll do whatever. She'll she'll follow him. So does he. When? He tells he's like, Can you check on her? I'm I he's he knows that he messed up. He knows well part of it's Jules scheming. Mm-hmm. But he's like, Can you go to her and just see how she is? I feel like there's a compromise that we don't see because it's not important. But like what? all of those little details are not important because they are just perfect for each other. And if Jules hadn't interfered, a lot of those issues wouldn't have been an issue. Mm-hmm. And this is a little green. I don't think this is like a scale you can put a couple pounds on on each side. I think this is just a one or the other because if he keeps his job, she has to drop out. She has to leave her dreams of being an architect behind. She has to give it all up, leave her family. And if he takes that job that was offered to him, then he leaves everything that he loves behind, traveling and, and this job and the freedom and the spontaneity and is rooted in place in Chicago. Why does it's, it have to be one or the other? Why what's can't the compromise? they find she continues going to school and he travels and Chicago becomes their home base? Tell me that's happening then. That's what I think, I think is you're happening. Getting, you're getting lost in the details. The macro of the movie is that they chose each other. Yes. Like, that's all that matters. Yes. I think he's a dick and she deserves better. I hope she dumps his ass. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> also, best you always best get per- lost in the details. <laughs> best performance in Cameron Diaz's filmography as well. She's so no way. precious yeah. in this. Name a better one. That doesn't start with a C. I can name five. Bad Ma- teacher, the mask. counselor, the mask. I Second best <laughs> performance, the mask. Being John Malkovich. <laughs> like, second best, the mask. She's um, so track. precious in this. She's just she <laughs> that is that like blonde ray of sunshine. She is in in every scene that she's in. She's so good. She's so good in this. I know I didn't like her in Charlie's Angels, but I loved her in this. Why did you have to? I just it Ooh. came out. It just came out. It was my dream. I'm, I'm sorry. I feel like if you have I him on your on team, you. just just absorb that. Yeah. <laughs> just absorb that. So can we talk about my least favorite? My second least favorite scene. Oh my god, what? Uh, don't you say probably, it. Don't you say it. Probably the most iconic one. Better not be the song. It's the song. Ooh. No, Josh. The whole... Listen to me. Listen to me. <coughs> Noah, I'm going to need your backup on this. The whole movie. You don't have her. The whole movie. It's a fun scene. And I think... Uh, what's his name? George? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rupert Everett. Rupert. Best part of the movie. Charismatic. I loved every second he was on screen. The whole movie. We are told how spontaneous and fun and just like loves karaoke michael and uh, the entire o'neill family is in a counter to the wallace family who's this crusty buttoned up uh, too afraid let me guess this is the influence of michael and george but when that spontaneous song happens okay the wallaces come out of their shell they're singing along whatever whatever the two people we've been told the whole movie are the spontaneous, fun singing ones are frozen. <laughs> well, duh, because they're Why? put on, they're longing for each other. Lacey has her hand raised. I and have had my hand raised from the beginning because you are so fucking wrong. You are so wrong. You're so wrong. So, get his ass. From the jump, Michael says, You know, I don't like, you know, rich people and how buttoned up and like prim and proper they are. 
these people are not like that. They are salt of the earth. They are good people. They are nice. They're welcoming. Yeah, he says that from the beginning. So they're not these crusty, rich... That's the rich... first thing he says. Yes. So, no, you're wrong. These people are fun and they're spontaneous too. Two, he just found out that Jules is maybe engaged. So he's having... He talks about it right afterwards, Josh, that he's like... I got jealous. I got, I, I felt jealous that you guys were engaged and I don't, I didn't know how to process that. Jules is fucking mortified because she's been trying to fly under the radar and scheme her way into breaking up this wedding. And George has come now and blown it up and made her the center of attention. <laughs> You're just wrong. <laughs> I must have missed that line that Mike said at the beginning because I don't remember that. The fact that you keep calling him Mike is <laughs> what's his name? Maybe Michael O'Neill, baby. You 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 may have been on Twitter talking to these two people when that scene was happening. I don't know. Blame them. I don't know. You were doing that Rashawn quite was, a, quite a bit was on, through this movie. Rashawn was on fire earlier. Blame him. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be in my my mean bag. Um, <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, she. I, it's the phone call that she has in the hotel when she falls off the bed. He's like, you know how I feel. Her dad owns the socks, but these are not like that. These people are not like that. They're salt of the earth. And then they prove that every time she mm-hmm. goes to the baseball game, she goes to the bridal shower. And every time that they're around Jules, they prove that they're not the people that would normally be in a movie like this. They quickly welcome Jules into the fold. And they're just like, what? You're married? Let's Please, you have to go to dinner. Please. So you're wrong. What yeah, else it's saying? a great scene. It was it's fun as hell, point. and that song is a banger, but it was irritating. Um, I want to pull the room because I got a zero in the Vetter household. Probably going to get a zero from the top of the Zoom. Mel, I'm banking on you on this one. <laughs> oh, God. Raise your hand if your first time ever hearing that song was a Folgers commercial song by Wayne Brady. Nope. Damn. No. Over three. No. You are yeah, alone. No. My love. Do you guys remember yeah. that commercial? Editing I, Rashawn, I, yeah. play the clip. I absolutely do. <laughs> no. Holy shit. It, I really do. Not today. You've done enough. Not today. You've done enough producing in 2021. <laughs> I'll put it on the Instagram for you, Josh. I use I use all of my play the clip in one episode when I asked for Yu-Gi-Oh! and Bob's Burgers in this in a 20-minute span. You're done until 2023. Yeah, no. Dion Warwick, Aretha Franklin. Yeah, no, no way. Yeah, the soundtrack's amazing, but the first time I ever heard that song was The Vulture. <laughs> song by Wayne Brady. So stupid. I, and it, I, instead of I put on my makeup, it's I reach for my smiley face cup. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I do remember. I that. do know those lyrics. <laughs> I, I still you might first. you might get lucky, motherfucker, if I find I I want to talk about to Rashawn, you brought it up earlier, but this scene, the boat scene. To me, I have watched this movie a hundred times. I will watch it a hundred more. I I cannot get through it without crying. I just cannot. It's it's so well done. The tension is so high. Your 
you want her to come out and just say the words, I think, as bad as Michael does, as bad as she wants to. And then the moment passes them by and Dermot, I just can't believe you guys are so wrong about him in that beautiful undertone just starts singing to her and they're dance together the camera pans and she's got tears in her eyes is like cinema gold it's so heartbreaking and beautiful and I just like if you don't watch any other part of this movie watch that scene please you know what it is god what with Dermot I like him as an actor. I think he's great in a lot of stuff. Yeah, fucking mellow over there alone. What? I didn't say I, he was a terrible actor. I just don't I like think, him in this. And and I agree with you, Lacey. His 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 unspoken acting is is significantly better. His line delivery is flat in this. No, no, yeah. no. it's no. giving flat flat. It's giving um untoasted subway flatbread. <laughs> don't start the bread. <laughs> I'm usually with you with the bread. Don't do this. You know what? If it wasn't Julia Roberts next to him, maybe it would give a little bit more than flat flat. But I can't even promise that. I just want to say, I read it on IMDb. Julia Roberts handpicked Dermot and Cameron Diaz for this. Yeah, because she knew she, right. shine. <laughs> she knew she Mella. was shine. Y'all are <laughs> trash today. No. Yeah. They are Mella. friends. They've been friends ever since. They have. Yeah, they're, they've been in a few movies together, right? I mean, this in August. August yeah. yeah. I think that's great. Um, I just feel like I agree, Lacey. I think this scene is really, really great. And I think him singing, so wonderful. I think this is like the peak of the rom comness in this. Because like there's a part where like the music swells mm-hmm. and in another in another movie that would be the kiss, mm-hmm. right? And we would just be sitting there like, oh my god, maybe let's rewind that. But then it doesn't happen and you feel heartbroken. Mm-hmm. But I just think Dermot is so like one note to me. Oh my god. Oh my I god. feel like the emotional apex of this movie is dependent on the audience watching who does he love. We don't know the whole time who he's actually going to choose and end up with. And that that's his responsibility as the actor. I it seemed like he loves Julianne Jules. a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot more. One hundred percent. I agree. I agree. I'm not turning on you, Lise. I agree. But like I said earlier, he does he does love Julia more. Yeah. I mean Julianne more. But <laughs> Julianne more. He's too Julianne Moore. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he's just going, he's making a change because he professed his love to her eight years ago mm-hmm. and she turned him down. So now he's going with someone who is a lot more expressive with their feelings. And it. I think part of what's great about his performance is that you can see the pain and the fact that he's not going to choose Julianne. But it's not because they're not good together. It's because she's not willing to change like she even says like i've changed like Mm -hmm. i'm i can do it i can do whatever you need i can talk about love i can let you i can do pda and she's lying Mm -hmm. so i think kimmy 
is not perfect, but she's perfect for him. Mm. Mm. Come on, mm. in the mm. episode. Say it, <laughs> Rashawn. I think she. Yes. I think she's too good for him. Um, Kimmy. Kimmy's too good for Mike. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, you guys. I just I feel like I've seen this so many times, and there's a reason why I like it and don't love it. And this watch around, I've put my finger on. It's Dermot. Put, oh, you're wrong. put somebody you're else so in there. Wrong. Just He's give so somebody else That's it right now. I can't. I'm Pierce not Brosnan. good at this. No. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan? No. The There's a reason fuck? we didn't go to Utah. <laughs> I don't know. Com- I just Comfort. Like... Comfort. No. No. He, what, why are they oldies? No, because they are not old. Back in 97. They were not old. Back in 97. Do you just have the cast of Mamma Mia up? <laughs> Daniel yeah. Craig. Yeah. Daniel Craig in 1997. That's my No. Answer. No. no. You guys are busters. First of all, you, you just chose three British men. Second of all, so nothing wrong with that, but you know, <laughs> Michael's also like he's Tom Hanks. He's kind. He's not just like the traditional oh. romantic, like lead. I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's what I was gonna say, Lacey. He's he's scrappy too, and he's like not supposed to fit in with. Kimmy's world and Kimmy's life like you're he's supposed to be more like Julianne he's, he's not laid perfect back. his his performance is super laid back and I get Denzel. it Denzel not could Denzel could literally do anything and I would watch it yeah the Pelican Brief shit they had great chemistry um, his performance <laughs> as Michael is he's more laid back Kimmy right. is very high energy Julianne is scheming and her scheming bag and he's just kind of there, and he's very passive about it. It it takes a lot of restraint to kind of like just be hot, <laughs> <laughs> chill out. But, but I the- feel like his passiveness, and I feel like we talked about this, and off the mic, is that sometimes when an actor is doing passiveness, it's not coming off. They think it is. It's risky. And it, it, it's it's like, okay, I'm going to play this as passive. I'm going to just be chill. I'm going to lay back. I'm going to, all the acting is going to be in the eyes. It is. It didn't come through. It is. Yes, it Baby, is. It it did. Did. You cannot yes, it tell did. me that final moment at the table when Julianne puts on the way you look tonight and he looks at her and that. Talk that talk, Lace. Oh my talk God. It, he doesn't say a goddamn word and you see all the love. You see all the regret. You see all the gratitude. And then he looks to his future in Kimmy, and that smile spreads across his face because he knows he made the right decision for him. I remember what I was going to say. Without a word, what? Carmela. Go. I think there's a very important moment of foreshadowing in this movie. When? When they are dancing, I think. And Julianne's like, haha. And then when we have an affair two times a year. Yeah. I think that's definitely happening. Okay, Josh. Josh no, um, stop. So I, I was gonna, gonna say I don't cynic. know if they last. I don't know, y'all. I don't think they do, and I think I think I think Mike and Jules have an affair. You guys are so cynical. A little so bit. Cynical. A little bit. So I'm, I'm the cynic on this show. How are y'all doing? <laughs> Can we talk? I would like to talk about George. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I just loved him. Okay. <laughs> He's so Rupert Everett is just. Perfect. Perfect. He's he is he's the emotional 
core and like the conscience. He's the Jiminy Cricket for Julianne in this movie and he plays it so perfectly which segues great into what I wanted to talk about which is the ending which I think is the most controversial talking point about this movie because it completely subverts what a normal rom-com would be so let's Josh you said you liked the ending the ending was maybe one of my favorite parts of the movie okay talk about Uh, it say something nice because of Rupert Everett because of George I like I had a biggest the whole telephone thing when he called her which by the way Julianne when she parked at the train station she threw her cell phone into the dash of the bread truck and then ran in no way that bread truck is still there no way she gets her phone back move on move on on. on. petty fucking petty so she buys a new phone Whatever. <laughs> Mel, stop encouraging him. She goes to Radio Shack. This is 97. She goes to Radio Shack. <laughs> buys a new phone. She only remembers like Mike and, and George's number. So she calls right. me like, this is my new number. So. Then how does she get a hold of Kimmy's mom and Kimmy's cousin at the brunch? Uh, for, What is it? 411? No. 411. Continue. She got her phone. You're wrong. Operator. Operator. It is Chicago. It is a bread truck. She parked illegally. That thing is gone. Move on. Anyway. This is is for you, Amela. And like the 2% of listeners that like you. Move on. And baby, I'll play that audience 10 times out of 10 because it's a guaranteed laugh. (laughs) Shouts out to Taylor. Um, (laughs) I'm fucking dead. Okay, go ahead. I had a a cheesy ass grin on my face the whole time Rupert the whole time George was and when they were on the phone with each other and he was dictating what she was doing and then I thought it was delightful. I thought it was a perfect mm-hmm. it's sort of what we talked about in love actually that romantic love isn't always the kind of love someone may need at that mm-hmm. that time in their life. Mm-hmm. My one issue with it You're supposed to talk about how you like it. I already did. Uh, My one issue with it is that the sweet dancing moment at the end to this, that guy was blowing too. Whoever the singer was. <laughs> Who's getting it? Oh my God. Fucking oh, hire him. He got signed that night. Uh-huh. Oh my uh-huh. God. Um, is they kept cutting to the dance and all they would cut to was the two of them spinning. Like they did it like eight times and it's like, show them swaying, show them laughing which I also want to talk about, but we can talk about the end first. So they cut to them spinning like six times. And I was like, do another move, guys. He said that out loud. And I was like, can we just enjoy it? Can we just enjoy <laughs> that she's Josh. happy Not for the like fuck. the first time in the movie? It was that irritating. It pulled me out of it. Like, stop spinning. Do something oh else. God. They're going to get sick. <laughs> the, get worst, throw the worst critiques I've ever heard. Ever. It was irritating. I told you from the top that this is a good movie that I found irritating, and I, I'm uh, this whole critique is me telling you what I found irritating. And I it's find just, you irritating, uh, Mella. How did you feel about so the God. end? That's my brand, baby. <laughs> what did you ask me something? <laughs> I asked you. How you feel about the ending? Oh, um, (laughs) it's like all right. Next, 
Um, one second. Let me myself. Um, I think this is one of the best movie, best endings of all time. Oh my god! Yes. yes. And I think that because I think that because it does like not wrap up in a pretty bow, but it still kind of does at the same mm-hmm. time. Like we're not getting what we thought we were getting at the beginning. But then you have George and Jules doing that little dance and it's just so good. The song, it, it is like a very rom-com ending on like the side B of the tape, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like you're still getting that like, ah, oh, at the end in a different way. Yeah. I don't have anything bad to say about it. I, I love it. And I think George's character is fucking great we've talked about this before when they throw like a gay character into film rom-coms especially especially it's always the same like they're always just there to be flamboyant and make jokes and stuff like that and then it's just like not a good taste in your mouth but this like i feel like ages really well he's intelligent Mm -hmm. he has his own life his character is well written and like you said he is the jiminy cricket like, he's not mm-hmm. falling into her schemes. He's totally removed from their relationship that he's like, Jules, walk away. Mm-hmm. You did there. To, you went there to do one thing. Go do what you needed to do and walk away. But it still is there for her. And I think it's like a really good, it's really well written that this is like such a good friendship. This is a healthy relationship. This is mm-hmm. a healthy friendship. He has mm-hmm. two of my favorite lines in the whole movie. And it's when she calls him from the truck and he says, <laughs> so Michael's chasing Kimmy. You're chasing Michael. Yes. Who's chasing you? It's so good. And then the final line he has in the movie of there may not be love. There may not be sex. Ooh, but there will be dancing. It's just so, good. so fucking good. It's so good. Technically his, his last line is Bond Jane Bond. I know. I know. But I love you. <laughs> Don't. The little, you, the, the little subtle though. Do you know who is chasing Julianne? Don't George say. Is. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the cops. <laughs> speeding down the I, that would have been funny. That would have been funny. <laughs> Let's run it back, Rashawn. Do you know? I think, I, especially for, I mean, like Mel said, we've talked about this, but like for '90s rom coms, I think they did themselves. Uh, a great solid in and they didn't have a choice to make George this well-rounded gay man whose identity isn't just being gay because you ha- it has to be believable that the Wallaces would fall for that lie that George is Julianne's fiance. Right. Mm-hmm. What a, it also paints them in such a great light that they don't see and or fall for the cliches because he's like love love the bag, love the shoes, mm-hmm. love it all. You know, and a different movie would be like, oh, he's gay. He likes shoes. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're so open Legally and Bond. so loving. Yeah. Well, Legally Bond's a great film. <laughs> but <laughs> that's the first thing I thought of though. Um, but they're so open and loving that it it just they're just immediately welcoming. And it mm-hmm. doesn't even phase them that he's Singing Dion Warwick the <laughs> in table, the middle you know? of, of a cafe brunch time. <laughs> yeah, that he says things like sacrilege. You know, it doesn't even 
phase them that they'd be like, oh, that, he must be a homo. You know? Maybe they're just xenophobes and they chalk it up to him being British. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, any last minute comments, grievances before we move yeah. on? I didn't care for the chipmunks cameo. It's so good. Oh my God. But it's so cute. They were it, The harmonies were nice, but it was distracting. It was distracting. It's just like a nice little underscoring of that. I feel like it's supposed moment. to bring some levity to a very heavy situation. And I think it does. Yeah. I think it does it successfully. Speaking of that, I think TJ Hogan did a great job and this movie is not it's not flashily flashy or panaz, but I think a lot of rom-coms lately are just like cut back and forth, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he's not afraid to like go on a wide and put two people in a frame and fill the frame uniquely and I think a lot of that is just very subtle directing work and I really I really really like just like the look of the movie mm-hmm. and yeah. you feel like you're in a busy city you feel like yeah. you're part of that hustle and bustle throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. they always place her which they establish at the top they place her around food when she's doing her scheming mm-hmm. and she's better one-on-one when she has a plan in motion and she's locked in on one person she's great mm-hmm. when she's surrounded by people that's when she's like out of her element she can't really manipulate or win anyone over with her charisma and it's not till the end of the movie when she's standing alone in front of the whole reception hall that she kind of has to lay all her cards bare and confess and it's not it's not flashy and it's not the most deep character work but i I just think it's really well done i agree one more thing one more positive okay oh because this movie had a moment that made me laugh as loud as i laugh when i'm watching a will ferrell movie yeah and it was right away at the beginning, after the stupid song, that it cuts to the kitchen and they're mo- making it and it's like this frantic and this nice <laughs> shots and it's like super dramatic. And then it cuts to the chef and he goes, if you don't get this right, I'm going to kill your whole family. <laughs> <laughs> like out of nowhere, I fucking... This was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> I was, was like, oh, maybe maybe we have a chance. And then I was like, no, that's like, a, no. it's very rare throughout the movie. That shit was so fucking funny. <laughs> Out of nowhere, dude. Which, to to hop on to Rashawn's breakdown of it, that is a subversion that oh. cuts in right away with that. But was God, this your character the first movie. watch? Yeah, it was my first watch. I've seen some of the okay. iconic scenes. Like I've seen, I've that. seen the Dionne Warwick scene. I've I've seen a couple of the table scenes. Like I've, I'm all familiar <laughs> with it. But this was my She's first. She's Whitney Houston's aunt. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking really cousins cousin, are but... so good. They're so funny. Yeah. Were they vengeful sluts? Is that what it is? <laughs> mm-hmm. That is, if you've absorbed enough profanity. <laughs> I could say, I could quote this movie for Where's all, the they out. they they made use of their one fuck. Where was it again? It, uh, he came in to um fuck me. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Takes a while. Ah, uh, this movie's so the the one liners are great. I just I don't understand I, how you're irritated. One more talk. thing. Oh my god. You did mention at the top that Julia Roberts was incomparable. Yes. I would say she is somewhat comparable. 
And I'm going to leave it at that and let the listeners. Shut um, the fuck up, Josh. Who wants to play a game? I was trying to (laughs) tease for next week. I'm teasing next week, baby. I want to play a game. All right, everyone. Gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. guessing games. Come on, we did a rom-com we're in the month of love it's february um we're gonna play a game i have titled rom versus calm nice (laughs) i am going to give you an actor and then i'm going to give you two characters that that actor has played from two different movies and just like jules and kimmy we're going to battle it out between the two of them to see which character would make it down the aisle to their to the love of their life. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So, for round one, we're taking our main character from this movie, Julia Roberts. We're going to take her character, Vivian, from Pretty Woman, versus Shelby... From Steel Magnolias. Aww. Two very strong-willed women. Drink your juice. Drink your juice, Shelby. Drink your juice. That that well, movie is coming to the pod eventually, just so y'all know. <laughs> Shelby barely like makes Shelby. it down the aisle. <laughs> oh, Mella! Y'all make fun of me! Um, Maybe no, I won't. I kept abysmal. Um, I mean, Vivian... Vivian. I mean, one of them is dead. Oh my god, she's not dead before she gets married. Also, spoiler alert. To yeah, Steel Magnolia. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen it. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Josh. I don't. She care. has kids. She lives for a minute. Now the question is, are they interfering with one another? Josh, what? I discussed this game with you. And you told me it was clear that my instructions were clear and you were not going to give me a hard fucking time about I I never once said I wasn't going to give you a hard time. I never once said I wasn't going to give you a hard time. I don't know where you're getting that from. I'm simply asking. (laughs) I don't understand what's not clear. They're after the same guy who against each other who would make it down the aisle. Okay, so there's like there can be scheming and they can kind of fuck with it's each other. It's a versus. Of course. So, yeah. yes. Oh my god, I've you're literally... so you are so annoying. You could Answer have just question, said bro. yes. Answer the question. Answer you me. could have just said yes. You're being smarmy. Anyway, I've only seen Ooh. Pretty Woman, so Vivian. <clears throat> Vivian's from the streets. Yeah, so. it's gonna be Vivian. Okay, fine. <laughs> Three to one. Vivian makes it down the aisle. Sorry, Aww. she comes up short, you know what I mean? <laughs> Round two. Paul Rudd is your actor, and his two characters are Josh from Clueless versus <laughs> Peter in I Love You, Man. Oh, shit. Now, I th- okay. See, now you have my attention. See, <laughs> I think Peter, because especially if we're going end of the movie, Peter, not only will he do anything for his wife or wife-to-be that he has shown uh, pulling no punches but he's also got he's got that that squad that will do anything for him he's got the friends oh squad i thought he said squat 
<laughs> he's got that power stance here. <laughs> what is his squatting? He's got that booty. I think Peter. I think Peter kicks Josh's ass. Um, uh, Josh is pretty smart. Mm. And he's hotter. Excuse he's, me? He's hot. Hotter same than Peter Clavin? It's the same person. He's, Josh is very cute. Josh, I think Josh is Josh from Clueless. Is... Damn it. Yeah, I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm cutting all these out of context. You know that, right? I'm splicing I know them. you. I know you are. Josh from Clueless is smart and witty. And he's, he's, he, I mean, he and Cher have that like power dynamic in their yeah. relationship. And I feel like Peter's just too passive. Like Peter, he gets to the point where he's like kind of standing up for himself and will do anything for the woman he loves. But it's still like, is it okay that I'm doing this? And I just Not think Josh end. would take it. This dynamic between Josh and Peter sounded an awful lot like uh, Julianne and uh, Peggy. What's her Kimmy. Peggy. Peggy. You just watched it. Literally an hour ago. Guess who walked away? The sweet one, the kind one. The nice guy did win in the end. Kimmy got, Kimmy walked down the aisle. I think it's the same. I think Peter, I think Peter takes it, especially end of the movie, Peter. He's a little more, he's a little more aggressive. He's a little more, uh, he stands up for what he wants a little more. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in that case, I mean, Josh is a nice guy. Not nicer than Peter. Have you seen Clueless? Yeah. He's very in the last nice. 20 years, have you seen Clueless? No. <laughs> so you watched it when you were dead. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Peter, dude. No, I, I got to go with Josh. Josh He's walks and Peter could run. You know what I mean? Peter. Mella. I'm going to go with Josh. You slut bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I actually... Josh, you swayed me with your argument that... Lacey... He what did. He? he did. I'm sorry, but he did. That the nice guy I, did finish first in my best friend's wedding. So I kind of think Peter. Yeah, but too. between those two, Peter is not the nice guy. Josh is the nice guy. Are they, Josh is not nicer than Peter Clavin. Yeah, no. Yeah, because by the end, he's had um, Jason Siegel all over him. Slime. He's still nicey nice. Peter Clavin nice score. And if someone tries to fuck with him, He's got Lou Ferrigno, baby. <laughs> All right, so we're two and two. So I, I host gets an extra point. Well, you're the host. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Peter wins. I love you, man. Round three. Drew Barrymore. Mm. Her character Josie in Never Been Kissed versus Julia from The Wedding Singer. I thought you were, thought you were gonna do Casey Becker. Um, <laughs> Julia and I'm. I'll sit out. I don't like that movie. What'd you just say? You don't like the wedding singer? Let me get on the spreadsheet right. <laughs> Put it on. Josh. You don't like? Uh, I thought it was already coming. You said Adam Sandler. Um, I th- I think Josie's a go getter. No. She had a whole high school fooled. She did. I don't know. If we're talking end of the movie, yeah, Josie would be the one to win it all. Mm-mm. Yeah, but I mean, Julia also 
has that little turning point where she's like, I hate my husband. Yeah, but she doesn't until Adam Sandler professes his love on an airplane. She doesn't go against it. She's ready to go. Yeah. I, yeah, I think she's a lot more passive than Josie. But do you think for Josie, she wasn't, she like, the scheme started to unravel. I don't know if she would have came right out and said it. She she can't hold And then up. she became the bigger person and wrote an article and confessed everything and still got the guy. Yeah. You're right. But she got the guy who is a creep going after high school. So. <laughs> Here's counterpoint. Julia is not grossy. <laughs> Shut up, Josh. <laughs> Weigh that. Hands of justice. You know what I mean? What's All right. heavier? <laughs> All right, votes. Who's voting what? Julia. Josie. Josie. Josie takes round Bullshit. three. Hey. Round four. Will Smith. Oh, here we go. Hancock from Hancock. Oh, here we go. Oh, my goodness. Versus Alex Hitch from Hitch. 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 Think about Hancock for a second. Just Hold because on. Hitch Hancock is a wrong can't mom. Even... He can't even be close to the woman he loves. This is bullshit. But he tries. But he tries. And he dies. He's oh. willing hey, to Rashawn. die. Hey, He doesn't die. Spoiler, sorry. <laughs> he doesn't die. For, for Hancock, come on. No he one... doesn't die. I want to. Well, I'm, he gets. I'm... He loses his powers if he gets close to the woman that he loves. And he's willing to do that because he loves her. No. And he's competitive. And didn't Hancock bomb? Oh yeah. Not not in the better household, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's also just a mean drunk. Um, exactly, and he's vicious. So Hitch could get his ass. But kicked, Hitch you know is I mean? a schemer. Yeah, Hitch. He, has, he also has connections, man. Hitch is smooth. Hitch has connections. Ooh. I bet he. I hope he has connections to Lex Luthor because he's not stopping Hancock. No, this is not a physical fight. This is just Hancock down the aisle. Naked fight for the woman that they love i think that hitch is a word hitch is a wordsmith you know uh hancock is asleep because he's hung over <laughs> hitch has gotten so many other people down the aisle he can get himself but he's terrible at getting himself down the aisle we've seen this but he learns with eva longoria he i mean with eva longoria with eva mendez he learns he has to unlearn everything to who am I kidding? Hitch is my favorite rom-com ever, so I don't <laughs> care. This is a win-win for me. I don't care. Votes? Hitch. Hancock. Hitch wearing Hancock's beanie. Stop it. I think if Hancock can't fight him fist to fist, he just throws some seafood in the mix. Oh, oh my shoot. God. Yeah, hold on. Should... Oh, damn. So uh, that's what we're talking Rashawn about. Rashawn did on. not okay. get a vi- enough violence out <laughs> During the episode, so now he's like fucking everyone's dead. Kill everyone. I guess now. <laughs> Sorry, me, I didn't mean to do that. Let me pull back my vote because if I guess it depends on who who they're trying to walk down the aisle. Because if if it is Charlize, then obviously that's an issue. But being with the protector of the earth might be appealing to some. Is it? Wait, is it Charlize? Lace? It's it's just like a hypothetical. It's me. Okay. It's well, then my vote. Then it's my Mella. vote is Hitch. My vote is Hitch. Okay, so Hitch, Hitch, Josh, Hitch, Hitch wearing Hancock's hat. It's Hitch for me. I don't even know that Hancock would get out of bed to fight for it. So 
He would if it was Charlize. Round five. Final round. But he also respects her enough to let her have her own life with Jason Bateman. I love that movie, dude. Let's go watch it. You smell like alcohol. It's because I've been drinking, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, so good. The the fact that they canned a sequel is one of the saddest moments of my life. Sorry, continue. Oh, thank you for permission. Round five. (laughs) Ah! Sandra Bullock is your actress. You're evil for this one. Gracie and Miss Congeniality versus Margaret from The Proposal. Proposal's uh, top two rom-com for me of all time. Whoa. I love The Proposal. Easy Miss I Love Coyote Ugly. Let's keep the woes internalized. <laughs> Whoa. Right? I mean, she's the expert. And Mr. 13% on Rotten Tomatoes up there. Let's <laughs> I shared that in confidence. <laughs> and I think it's 19%. Okay. <laughs> Proposal Sandy is a little too wishy-washy. She doesn't she, she doesn't see love when it's right in front of her. Neither does Gracie. It, I think Gracie, by the end of the movie, is a lot stronger, more confident, sure of herself. I think Gracie takes it. Um... I, I think Gracie s- too, because I, I she does yeah. see like she is lovable with Tomboy, but they're just like not doing a whole lot about it. What is sorry? I already forgot. What is proposal Sandra's name? Margaret. Even at the end, she still needs Ryan Reynolds to kind of be there for her and like lean on him and like work together. Yeah. But doesn't that make her more ruthless and like willing to get down the aisle to get what she wants? I mean, she creates this entire engagement. To That's true. save herself. She's more willing to do whatever it takes. I don't know. Gracie does too. Gracie does have a gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even without the gun, she will tackle you. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. I still th- I still think I gotta go with Gracie. Me too. Marshawn? Yeah. Yeah, Gracie. She says, don't mess with me. Gracie wins. Yay! <laughs> Thank you all for playing Rom versus Com. Sorry, I'm sorry we treated you like a substitute teacher. Yeah, you did. You always do when I'm hosting a game. It's fine. She was like rolling out the TV. (laughs) That's why when you play a game, you have to do something that belittles the other members of the podcast, like Mm -hmm. trivia. I'm sorry. I'm not like you. Or fucking riddles. Exactly, like riddles. So then that's how you prevent an uprising. No, that's not how you do that. Don't do it. It's a lot easier to lead with fear than respect. You know what I mean? Wrapping things up. (laughs) (laughs) I think we can all agree that Julia Roberts is Julia Roberts and she is phenomenal in this movie. Perhaps her best performance. Uh, We can all agree that Rupert Everett is a shining star and just lights up the screen whenever he's on it. I think we can all agree that whether or not rom-coms are your thing or are not your thing this does a really great job of flipping the genre on its head and giving you something that you did not expect we end each <laughs> Rashawn do not start thinking I see those eyes wait till she's he done is, he I'm is. already thinking what why can't we think because Rashawn's <laughs> gonna be like I got it. real quick yeah because well, Josh that- just talks through everybody's think time <laughs> again really you gotta the game's in here. We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation, connecting an actor from this week's movie to an actor from next week's movie. So, 
who can find the quickest connection between Julia Roberts and Sandra Bullock? Yeah, we know. <laughs> what is it, Rashawn? Julia Roberts is in uh, Money Monster with George Clooney, who's in Gravity with Sandra Bullock. Done and done, my beautiful teammate. Congratulations. <laughs> I was going to say Oceans, but Money Monster's cooler. <laughs> Makes me sound hip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and liked, subscribed, followed, rated us on Apple Podcasts. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you do your listening of podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode, if you want to send us some hate mail, or if you want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Lacey, Mella, Josh, and Rashawn. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Rate us on Spotify, bitch. Please? Don't follow me.